Basis Podcast. Happy, um, for those of you that are listening to this on Wednesday, uh, happy Cinco de Mayo. Um, also, a late happy Star Wars Day to those of you that, you know, love the nerdiness that is Star Wars. So, happy Star Wars Day to you guys as well. Um, it's the la- here we go. We are entering the last week before conference tournaments start. So, we got a lot of fun uh, things coming up. Um, a little bit of a different format as we move into conference tournaments. I will be releasing a episode every... Uh, be recorded at night, released every morning starting Monday. I'll record my first one Monday night, previewing Tuesday's conference tournaments. And then so every day until after the selection show. And then we'll do that for regionals, supers, and the Women's College World Series as well. So stick around with me. We've got a lot to get to uh, through the next couple weeks. Um, so just hang around with me. So they announced, the NCAA has announced their 20 potential hosts for the NCAA tournament. Uh, You got Alabama, Arizona, Arizona State, Arkansas, Clemson, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Kentucky, LSU, Michigan, Mizzou, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Oregon, Tennessee, Texas, UCLA, Virginia Tech, and Washington are the 20 potential hosts. Um... Not really any big surprises there. Ton of SEC. Um, uh, you know, really, there's no surprises in who's could be hosting. The, although Michigan is a little bit of a surprise, considering how badly we're thinking of the Big Ten right now with their RPI. But <clears throat> otherwise, it's a pretty standard list, as you would imagine. Pretty much all of these teams. Even yeah, I don't know. Tennessee is a question mark for a host, but we'll have to see what the selection committee does here in 12 days on the 16th. But anyway, the Atlantic Sun tournament field has been set since they are starting this weekend. Your one seeds are Liberty in the north and Florida Gulf Coast in the south. Two seeds, Kennesaw State north, North Florida south. Three seeds, North Alabama North, Jacksonville South, and their four seeds, Lipscomb North, Stetson South. So their format is the one and two seeds will host the three and four seeds in a best of three series on Friday and Saturday. Then the four winners of those series will move or go to Kennesaw State uh, for the rest of the tournament next weekend. Um, Quite an interesting format. Um, obviously COVID proof or as COVID proof as you can be um, but it certainly is interesting uh, Liberty Lipscomb, Florida Gulf Coast Stetson, Kennesaw State and, uh, and North Alabama and North Florida versus Jacksonville are the matchups um, and we'll have those the recap of that on Monday when I re- uh, record the next episode so I'll definitely have coverage of that as well as all the other ones as we move forward. Um, And then we'll have conference champions as well, so stay tuned for that. Um, But enough of that, let's dig into the real stuff. The SEC standings. Last you got Mississippi State, 3-15. South Carolina, 12th, 4-17. Auburn, 11th at 6-15. 
Georgia 10th, 7 and 14. Eight, Texas A&M 9th at 8 and 13. Kentucky 8th, 10 and 11. LSU 7th, 11 and 10. Ole Miss 6th, 12 and 9. Tennessee 5th, 11 and 7. Missouri 4th, 13 and 8. Alabama 3rd, 15 and 6. Florida 2nd, 16 and 5. And Arkansas has clinched at least a share of the SEC regular season title for the first time in program history. And they are 19 and 5 in the SEC on top. All they have to do is win one game this weekend. Uh, they obviously didn't play a team this weekend that I thought was worthy of note. But anyway, Big Ten standings. Penn State last, 5 and 26. Rutgers, 13th, 7 and 29. Purdue, 12th, 13, 23. Michigan State, 11th, 10 and 19. Maryland, 10th, 14 and 22. Wisconsin, 9th, 15 and 17. Ohio State, 8th, 18 and 17. Indiana, 7th, 19 and 17. Nebraska and Iowa are tied for 5th at 20 and 16. Indiana, uh, oh shoot, oh no, I know which one's which, um, Illinois is, uh, fourth with 22 and 14, Northwestern third, 24 and 12, Minnesota second, 25 and 7, and Michigan is on top at 28 and 5. ACC standings, Virginia's last 10 and 27, Boston College 12th, 8 and 21, North Carolina 11th, 8 and 17, Pitt 10th, 11 and 22, Georgia Tech 9th, 11 and 19, Syracuse 8th, 11 and 17, Louisville 7th, 13, 19 and 1, NC State 6th, 15 and 18, Notre Dame 5th, 17 and 10, Virginia Tech 4th, 23 and 11, Duke 3rd, 22 and 10, Florida State 2nd, 24, 4 and 1, and Clemson is on top at 26 and 4. Pac-12 standings. Utah's last at 2 and 16, Oregon State 8th, 3 and 15, Cal 7th, 3 and 8, Oregon 6th, 9 and 9, Stanford 5th, 8 and 7, Arizona State 4th, 11 and 7, Arizona 3rd, 11 and 5, Washington 2nd, 13 and 4, and UCLA's on top at 13 and 2. The shocker is I didn't think expect Stanford to be above Oregon in the Pac-12 standings, but it's a wild season. Anything can happen, as we know. In the last of the Power Five, the Big 12 standings. Kansas in last at 2-13. Texas Tech sixth, 3-15. Iowa State fifth, 3-12. Baylor fourth, 8-6. Texas third, 9-6. Oklahoma State second, 14-1. And Oklahoma is on top, 14-0. So moving on to other conferences of note, UMBC and Stony Brook are tied for first in the America East at 9-4. They play each other this weekend, if I'm not mistaken, to decide the regular season champ and the one seed in the America East tournament, so that's a little bit of note. Um, I didn't put it on my list for notable series, but it is certainly a notable series. Uh, South Florida's on top of the American at 15-4. Wichita State 2nd, 18-5-1. and 
Tulsa 3rd, 13-6, and, and Central Florida 4th, 13-6-1. and one. Fordham is on top of the Atlantic 10 at 16-0. George Washington right behind them in second at 19-1. DePaul leads the Big East at 13-1. Villanova right behind them in second at 12-2. Weber State on top of the Big Sky at 13-2. Cal State Fullerton on top of the Big West 18-0. Long Beach State second 19-2. Uh, James Madison on top of the Colonial at 17-1, 30-1 overall. The owner of the longest win is... Uh, winning streak in the nation currently, so kudos to the Dukes. North Texas leads the Conference USA at 14 and 2. UAB is behind them in second at 12 and 4. Charlotte behind them in third at 11 and 5. Youngstown State on top of the Horizon 26 and 6. Monmouth has won the uh, Metro Athletic at Metro Atlantic Athletic Conferences regular season title, and will be the one seed in their tournament. Um, they are 25 and 7 in that conference. Miami of Ohio on top of the MAC at 26 and 2. Ball State comes in at second at 21 and 6. Uh, Illinois State's on top of the Missouri Valley at 14 and 5. Fresno State's on top of the Mountain West at 15 and 3. UNLV comes in right behind them at 17 and 4. LIU's on top of the Northeast Conference at 25 and 3. Southeast Missouri State is leading the Ohio Valley at 19 and 5. Eastern Kentucky right behind them in second at 22 and 7. Boston University on top of the Patriot League 21 and 1, 32 and 2 overall. South, uh, Stephen F. Austin on top of the Southland at 23 and 1. Louisiana on top of the Sun Belt at 19 and 2. Troy is second, 16 and 5. Texas State is third, 14 and 6. And South Alabama comes up in fourth at 12 and 8. South Dakota State leads the summit 17 and 1, uh, 34 and 5 overall. BYU on top of the West Coast Conference at 8 and 1. LMU right behind them in second at 8 and 4. New Mexico State on top of the WAC at 12 and 3. Uh, Seattle on top uh, or right behind them in second at 11 and 4. On to the RPI rankings. Uh, Weber State 173, Long Beach State 116, Stephen F. Austin 94, Youngstown State 89, North Texas 83, Fordham 79, Cal State Fullerton 78, BYU 64, LIU 61, Fresno State 58, Boston University 57, South Florida 52, James Madison 41, Minnesota 40, Miami of Ohio 39, Troy 38, South Dakota State 37, Central Florida 35, Michigan 31, Texas State 29, George Washington 28, Wichita State 26, Virginia Tech 24, Louisiana 21, Liberty 20, Duke 19, Clemson 18, Kentucky 17, Oregon 16, Missouri 15, Georgia 14, Washington 13, Texas 12, Arizona 11, Arizona State 10, Tennessee 9, Oklahoma State 8, Oklahoma 7, Florida State 6th, and your top 5 are Arkansas, LSU, Florida, UCLA, and Alabama in that order. So now let's move on to the stats as of Monday night. Kayla Kowalik of Kentucky, 5th in the nation in batting average, .518. Jocelyn Lowe at Oklahoma leads the nation in RBIs per game at 1.7. 
her teammate Tiara Jennings second at 1.65. Courtney Coppersmith of UMBC is second in the nation in ERA with a .6. Rachel Garcia of UCLA third with a .6 as well. Alex Duraco of Michigan is fourth with a .64. And Ali Dubois of Boston University is fifth with a .73. Hope Troutwing of North Texas is second in the nation in strikeouts per seven innings with 13.1. Courtney Coppersmith of UMBC is third in the uh, nation with 12.7. Alex Duraco fourth, 12.5. Shannon Sale of Oklahoma fifth with 11.6. Cassidy Wilbur of Stephen F. Austin leads the nation in victories with 28. Gabby Plain of Washington and Keely Rochard of Virginia Tech are tied for second with 24, and Valerie Cagle of Clemson is fourth with 23. Jocelyn Alo leads the nation in slugging percentage 1.205. Her teammate D.R.E. Jennings second 1.119. Sammy Bunch of Northern Iowa third 1.061. And Maddie Hackbarth of Arizona State fifth 1.008. Kayla Kowalik also leads the nation in hits with 85. Sydney McKinney over at Wichita State is second with 76. Sarah Bryan over at Louisiana is third with 71. Sammy Williams of Iowa State fourth with 69. And Carmen Greenwood of Louisville fifth with 67. Jocelyn Willow leads the nation in home runs with 25. Braxton Burnside of Arkansas second with 24. Tiari Jennings and Haley Lee of Texas A&M are tied for third with 22, and Sammy Bunch is fifth with 21. Jocelyn Alou also leads the nation in RBIs with 68, Tiari Jennings second with 66, Maddie Hackbar third with 56, and Addison Bernard of Wichita State fourth with 53. Keely Rochard leads the nation in shutouts with 13. Georgina Cork of South Florida, Haley Dulcini of Fresno State, and Cassidy Wilbur are all tied for second with 12. Keely Rochard leads the nation in strikeouts with 288. Georgina Cork comes in in second with 276. Gabby playing third, 261. Peyton Gottschall of Bowling Green, fourth with 240. And Ashley Rogers of Tennessee, fifth with 233. Those are your individual stats. Let's move on to the team stats. Oklahoma leads the nation batting average with a .430. Um, LIU is second with a .374. Texas third, .358. And Long Beach State fifth, .347. Michigan leads the nation in ERA, 1.08. Boston University second with a 1.1. UCLA third, 1.21. St. Francis 4th, 1.29, and Oklahoma State 5th, 1.4. Oklahoma leads the nation in home runs per game with 2.85, Arizona State 2nd, 2.07, Arizona 3rd, 1.9, Wichita State 4th, 1.88, and Arkansas 5th, 1.85. Oklahoma leads the nation in on-base percentage at .516, which is out absurd that they're getting on base half the time over half the time of their at-bats so read that however you will um, um, James Madison second with .441 Miami of Ohio third .439 LIU fourth .437 and Texas fifth .436 
Uh, Oklahoma leads the nation, scoring 11.57 runs per game. Miami of Ohio second with 7.93. James Madison fourth, 7.55, and LIU fifth, seven and a half. Oklahoma leads the nation, slugging percentage 0.824. Arizona State second, 0.633. Arizona third, 0.618. James Madison fourth, 0.611, and Texas fifth, 0.609. Michigan leads the nation in strikeout-to-walk ratio with a 6.67. UCLA second, 6.44. George Washington third, 5.73. North Texas is fourth, 5.54. And Virginia Tech comes in at fifth, 4.96. Lastly, Southern Illinois leads the nation in walks with 201. Northern Iowa right behind them with 200. UNCG is third with 190. Arkansas 4th with 188, and Texas A&M 5th, 177. So on to our notable games, canceled or postponed. Minnesota at Wisconsin was postponed due to COVID issues at Wisconsin. Not sure if that really, that could have been the difference between Minnesota having a shot at the Big Ten title or not. Oh well, we'll just have to play it out. They have a huge series this weekend, which we'll talk about later. Arizona at Cal was dropped, uh, chopped down to two games due to COVID issues at Cal that we've been mentioning for the past few weeks now. And Liberty at Virginia Tech got canceled, which was supposed to be played yesterday due to inclement weather and bad field conditions. Uh, give me one second. Alright, let's go through our recap of Week 12. Caroline Hudson hit a three-run homer in the bottom of the seventh to tie it up, then hit the walk-off two-run homer in the ninth to lift the Liberty over Virginia Tech 5-3. Absolutely massive win for Liberty. Um, they did it at home. Um, kudos to the Flames. That's a huge win for them. It kept Virginia Tech on a losing skid, so... Or no, they came off their win over... No. Yes, at this point, they were still on their losing skid, so... Um, but then, as we see on uh, Friday, Keely Richard's 16 no, uh, strikeouts were part of a no-hitter as Virginia Tech took the series opener at Syracuse 8-0. Wichita State crushed Tulsa 11-1 in five innings in the Game 1 series opening win. A wild pitch gifted Wichita State the 2-0 series lead with a 7-6 win in Game 2. Sydney Sickles' 10 strikeouts outdoes Danielle Williams' 10 strikeouts as Illinois takes the series opener with Northwestern 4-2. Oklahoma State took down Texas 3-1 in Austin to start their series. BYU takes down Loyola Marymount 5-2 in their series opener. Tennessee is able to take down Auburn 2-1 in their opener. Uh, forgive me if I pronounce your name wrong, but Kaylee Harding hits the walk-off in Florida State's 2-1 win over NC State to open that series. Kaylee Tao's double homer and three RBIs led Alabama past Georgia 4-1 in their opener. Katie Preble walked it off as South Carolina downed Mississippi State 8-7 in their opener. Kylie George drove in the winning run in Texas State's 4-3 win at uh, Troy to open that series. 
Aliyah Benford's two home runs, six RBIs are the difference, and Baylor's 7-1 win over Kansas in their opener. Autumn Humes' 11 strikeouts led Kentucky past Texas A&M 5-1 in their series opener. Ole Miss cruised past Central Florida 8-2 in their series opener. Jamie Hoover's three-run homer um, in the top of the sixth lifted Florida past Missouri 5-2 in their series opener. An error in the ninth lifted Oregon over Arizona State 6-5 in their series opener. Starocco, uh, Alex Starocco threw 11 strikeouts in Michigan's 11-0 six-inning win over Penn State to open Saturday. Liberty took down Kennesaw State 5-0 in Game 1, then promptly won the series later that day with a 1-0 win in Game 2. Alabama ensures their series win with a 13-3 five-inning win over Georgia. Oklahoma State took down Texas again 5-1 to guarantee that series win. Kendall Talley's homer and five RBIs led a Louisiana past Coastal Carolina 7-2 in Game 1. Then Louisiana cruised to the Game 2, 7-0 win, thus clinching the series. Morgan Newport walked it off as Northwestern evened their series with Illinois in a Game 1, 7-6 win. Um, Powell lifts Illinois to the 2-1 series lead over Northwestern with a two-run homer in the top of the 7th. Alyssa Humphrey throws a seven-strikeout no-hitter for James Madison over College of Charleston in their 8-0 six-inning win in Game 1. Then, uh, not to be outdone, Odyssey Alexander throws a 14-strikeout perfect game for James Madison in a 9-0 five-inning win in Game 2. She also hit a home run in that game as well. So, we'll come back to that in a little bit. Autumn Humes' double in the eighth lifts Kentucky to the series win over Texas A&M in a 2-1 win. Texas State guarantees their series win with a 3-0 win over Troy. Wichita State wins the series at Tulsa with a 9-5 win, showing off their firepower. Mississippi State evens their series at South Carolina with a 6-2 win. NC State avoids a potential sweep at Florida State by getting a 5-2 win in Game 2 on Saturday. Andrea Gonzalez evens the series for Loyola Marymount against BYU with a double in the 10th inning and a 3-2 win. BYU then cruised to the series win with a 9-1 six-inning victory in Game 2 on Saturday. Mia Trejo walked it off for UNLV over Fresno State 6-5 in Game 1. Then she went out and had six RBIs and a home run in a 9-5, a 9-1 five-inning win for UNLV in Game 2, thus clinching their series over Fresno State. And yet it's still not enough to pass them in the standings. Uh, but anyway, Autumn Gillespie walked it off as Ole Miss won their series with Central Florida in a 5-4 10-inning win, and then Ole Miss... Oh, excuse me, Ole Miss went on to sweep the series with Central Florida with a 10-0 five-inning win. Tennessee clinches the series with a 3-2 win over Auburn. Missouri explodes to even the series with Florida in a 10-2 five-inning win. Arkansas sneaks past LSU 1-0 in their series opener. Arizona State evens their series with a 10-4 win over Oregon in Game 1. Arizona State takes a 2-1 series lead over Oregon with a 4-1 win. 
Baylor finishes off their game from Saturday with a win over Kansas 6-5 to start Sunday. Gio Rodoni's 10 strikeouts then led Baylor to the sweep of Kansas in a 6-1 victory. Texas Tech salvages their series with Iowa State with a walk-off 3-2 win. Odyssey Alexander once again strikes out 11, this time on Sunday to lead James Madison to the sweep of College of Charleston 6-0. Uh, the JMU pitching staff allowed only one hit all weekend. Very impressive. Uh, Odyssey also hit a home run on Sunday as well. So ultimately that led her to being named the D1 softball player of the week this past week. So kudos to Odyssey. You might not be listening, but hey, props to you and shout out for your absolutely incredible weekend. Couldn't be happier for you. Hannah Adams saved Florida with a three-run homer in the top of the seventh in a 3-2 to two win to win the series at Missouri. This was huge because, honestly, it looked like Missouri was going to get that series win in Columbia, but Hannah Adams was able to save Florida and dig that series out for them, which was crucial. Because if Florida had lost that game, Arkansas would be the one seed in the SEC tournament and outright regular season champions. So, at least Florida kept the conversation alive. Um, so we'll have to see how that all plays out this week. Because Arkansas doesn't play another game until the SEC tournament, so we'll have to wait on Florida to see how they play this weekend. They have a ch chance at a sweep, but I'll talk about that later. Kentucky sweeps at Texas A&M with a 5-1 win. Tulsa avoids the sweep at home to Wichita State in a 10-6 win. Troy avoids the sweep uh, at home against Texas State with a 6-4 win. Mississippi State wins their first SEC series of the year with a 7-1 win over South Carolina. Oklahoma State gets a massive sweep at Texas with a 6-4 win. If I had to put a team of the week label out there, I'd have to say Oklahoma State. Now, given the series that they have this weekend, that could very well carry over into next week on Monday when I when we go through this, but I'd have to say Oklahoma State is certainly the top team of the week in my opinion. Uh, but Ivy Davis's double lifted Tennessee to the sweep at Auburn in 2-1 to win. Liberty sweeps at Kennesaw State with a 3-1 to win. Thus, why Liberty is the one seed in the North Division for the Atlantic Sun Tournament this weekend. Uh, Danielle Williams' 10 strikeouts earns Northwestern the series split with Illinois in a 6-3 win. Essentially, Northwestern and Illinois, neither one has a chance to catch Michigan or Minnesota at this point. Um, due to them basically drawing their series. So, it's between Michigan and Minnesota and we'll get to why that is here in a minute. Fresno State avoided the sweep at UNLV by getting the 5-1 win. Montana Fouts' 11 strikeouts led Alabama to the sweep at Georgia in a 6-3 win. Arizona State wins their series at home against Oregon with a 9-6 win. Arizona's another team, uh, or Arizona State's another team that I would put on the Team of the Week leaderboard uh, for this past week. 
LSU even the series with a 2-1 win over Arkansas in Game 1 on Monday. Arkansas then took the series at LSU with a 4-1 win in Game 2, giving them, obviously, I mentioned it, their first ever SEC regular season title. So kudos to the Razorbacks for getting that done. Uh, absolutely, that's ecstatic for Courtney Diefel and the entire Arkansas squad. No one expected them to win the SEC, but here they are standing on top. Granted, they can still end in a tie with Florida, but they are basically on top of the regular season, so kudos to the Razorbacks and their potent offense, which I very much look forward to watching in the NCAA tournament. And lastly, Oklahoma powered their way to the 14-3 five-inning win over Wichita State yesterday. So that's your recap of Week 12. Um... Let's look at notable games for the week ahead. Today, Charlotte plays at James Madison. That's a low-key, really good game. Um, can James Madison keep their winning streak alive and push it to 21 games? Or will Charlotte play the spoiler in Harrisonburg? Um, either way, I think it'll be an intriguing matchup and one that people should take a note of. Um, also, UCLA is at Long Beach State for a doubleheader. Um, this is intriguing because Long Beach State has a history of giving UCLA some fits in the past. So I'm very intrigued to see if on their home field can Long Beach State be able to pull out an upset or maybe, I don't think, UCLA is going to win at least one game. I think UCLA will sweep the doubleheader, but that having been said, I think Long Beach State has the potential to upset UCLA in one of those games. Ultimately, I think it just comes down to, I know UCLA is the better team, but Long Beach State being on their home field playing the number two team in the nation might have that extra edge that lifts them to a win. So I'm very intrigued to see how that game plays out. Um, moving on to our series for the weekend, we're not going to touch on the Atlantic Sun because mostly I believe the quarter, the uh, series this weekend are not going to be ter terribly interesting. I think Jacksonville at North Florida is the most interesting Atlantic Sun uh, series this weekend in the tournament. Um, but ultimately, I don't think there's going to be much drama in that, that tournament this weekend. But who knows? Maybe I'll have a different view or a different take on it uh, come Monday when I record again. So we'll have to see. But anyway, uh, South Florida travels to Central Florida for a four-game series. This is massive. Central Florida is sitting in fourth behind three really good teams. South Florida is sitting on top, riding behind Georgina Cork's absolutely fire um, recent history. <sighs> and it doesn't look like Gianna Mancha has been pitching much for Central Florida lately, so with that having been said, I'm going to give South Florida the win in this series 3-1. Thus, I believe clinching the one seed in the American tournament. 
Auburn at LSU for three games. Uh, give me an LSU sweep. I think, you know, Auburn can show good fights at times. Shelby Lowe's a fantastic pitcher, but I think LSU just has way too many pieces in order to be able to fall in any game in that series. Ole Miss at Alabama for three games. Ole Miss has been a great story in the SEC this season, but I do think that Alabama gets the three-game series sweep and uh, thus moving into the SEC tournament with some momentum moving forward. Georgia at Mississippi State for three games. Mississippi State's coming off their first series win. Georgia's coming off of being swept against Alabama. Um, this is actually a very intriguing matchup. I don't think Mississippi State has the pitching to be able to compete the entire series, so I'm going to give Georgia the 2-1 to one series win. One of the key series of the week. Excuse me. Michigan travels to Minnesota for four games. If you like pitching, you should like this matchup. You got Alex Storacco and Megan Bobian on uh, Michigan side, and you got Autumn Pease and Amber Pfizer over on Minnesota's side. It's an absolutely intriguing matchup. It might be end up being the series of the week. Um, ultimately, I think it's going to end up being a series split between the two, both winning two games. That's just the way I'm looking at it. I think it's going to be evenly matched which basically will hand Michigan the Big Ten title and the automatic bid into the tournament, the NCAA tournament, since the Big Ten has no tournament this year. Uh, Duke at NC State for four games, that's a sneaky one. Duke hasn't been the greatest team as uh, in recently, but they've had a grueling schedule with Virginia Tech, Clemson, and Florida State all back-to-back. Um, they had North Carolina... A little bit uh, a little while ago um, but NC State was sneaky good is sneaky um, they showed off that they have potential to hang with the top teams in the SEA or the ACC when, when they you know they almost they could have easily had a series split with Florida State at Florida State so I'm intrigued to see how this matchup plays out ultimately I'm I'm going to go a little bold here. I'm going to say it's a series split, Duke and NC State. Um, I don't know what it is about NC State, but they've just shown me a lot in this recent times that shows me that they could do some damage come the ACC tournament next week. Missouri at Tennessee for three games is actually a very intriguing um, series. Tennessee, very hard to play in Knoxville. Um... But I think Missouri's offense will travel uh, well and ultimately win the series at Tennessee 2-1. to one. Texas against Baylor. One game will be at Texas. The other two will be at Baylor. Um, I don't think it matters where they play. I'm pretty sure Texas will sweep Baylor. Um, regardless of how Texas played at home against Oklahoma State last week, I just think Texas has too much firepower to lose to Baylor, despite Gia Rodoni being an absolute stud in the circle. Another key series this weekend, Arizona at Oregon for four games. Oregon 
not looking great as of late. Arizona was sitting like fifth in the Pac-12 standings. They've maneuvered their way up to third now. <coughs> um, and I'll, and I'm going to pick Arizona to win that series, 3-1. to one. Bedlam. This, this may very well be the series of the week. Oklahoma at Oklahoma State for three games. Now, we know Oklahoma's only lost one game all season. That was um, at Georgia. Oklahoma State has the pieces to be able to take down Oklahoma. They just got to make sure Kerry Eberly, Kelly Maxwell, Logan Shimanek. I haven't seen her pitch recently, but I'm pretty sure she still pitches. Um, significant innings for Oklahoma State. If they can get them to shut down Oklahoma's offense enough, Oklahoma State can win this series at home. Ultimately, I'm going to say Oklahoma, though, wins this series 2-1. to one. Texas A&M at Florida, I mentioned it earlier. Florida needs to win all three to share the SEC regular season title with Arkansas, and I think they will do that. Florida will sweep A&M. Nebraska at Iowa for four games. They're tied for fifth in the Big Ten right now, so this is a massive series for both. This, given how the Big Ten looks in the RPI this season, this could easily be a play-in for the NCAA tournament in a couple weeks. Um, and I really don't know who to pick, if I'm going to be honest with you. Um, but if I'm going to have to make a snap judgment, I'll say Nebraska wins the series 3-1. to one. Troy at South Alabama for two games. Um, second versus fourth in the Sun Belt, so this is a very intriguing matchup. Um, I'll take Troy to win both of those games. And now some lesser conference matchups that are very key matchups. Uh, we'll move to the Southern Conference, where Western Carolina will travel to UNC Greensboro for three games. Those are the top two teams in the SoCon, so the winner basically gets the one seed in the SoCon tournament next week. Um, UNCG has been the best team in the uh, in the conference, in my opinion, this year, regardless of what the records say. So I'm going to take UNCG to win that series 2-1. to one. In the Atlantic 10, St. Joseph's travels to Fordham for four games this weekend. Fordham hasn't lost an Atlantic 10 game yet this season, and I think St. Joseph's will be the one to take them down. Will they win the series? No, I think Fordham wins this series 3-1, to one, but I think Fordham will take their first Atlantic 10 loss. And the last one I have for you, we go to the Northeast Conference, where St. Francis travels to LIU for four games this weekend. Um... Again, another off-the-radar, very intriguing matchup. Um, LIU has been... I mean, they've played an only Northeast Conference schedule, so that has aided the what the, how they look. But I think they get the... I think they will win three of those four games and win the series at home against St. Francis to close out their regular season. But... That's all I got for you this week. Um, like I said, 
Starting Monday night, I will be recording every night to preview the conference tournaments the next day and recapping what happened um, during that day. Which means I'm probably going to have a few extremely late nights, but I'm willing to do it in order to make sure that this you got everything that you need to know moving forward. Um, we are a week out from the meat of the conference tournament starting, and I'm very much looking forward to that. You should be as well. A lot of softball coverage coming to you here in the next couple weeks. So, all I can say is turn on the TV, watch some softball, enjoy it. Have a have a great week up until Monday when I ta uh, talk to you again. Um, thank you for listening. Have a great night, everyone. Have a great week, and I'll see you again Tuesday morning is when I'll release the next episode. So see you then.